Hold on to your hats, the countdown to the biggest wellness event of the year is on. Join our side August 15 and 16 in Melbourne for not one, but two days of Powerhouse Wellness, featuring 11 of Australia's most inspiring, entertaining, educating, fermentating speakers. Damo, what is fermentating? MP, I'll tell you at the summit. Your favourite wellness couch speakers are joined by special guest Nat Kringudis on all things hormones and female health. Join the Up For A Chat girls, the wellness guys, the natural nutritionist Steph Lowe, Kale Brock, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witt, Marcus Pierce, and the rest of your favourite wellness couch podcasters. Regular and VIP tickets are still available, but hurry before this summit is sold out. For tickets, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. The Wellness Summit is proudly brought to you by Well & You. Be someone that makes you happy. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up For A Chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Mara. And welcome to today's show where we're talking to the beautiful Rachel Favilla. Now, I just want to give you guys a bit of an insight into who this little chicky babe is. Rachel came to Awaken the Change Within in Mooloolabar a couple of years ago. And um, was it last year or, or the year before, actually? It was last, it was last year. year. Yeah, 2014. Last year. Yeah. And we were all blown away because Rachel, instead of, choosing to go um, on schoolies with all of her friends, she decided to take the money and come over to um, Mooloolaba and do Awaken the Change Within because health and well-being was way more important to her and nutrition and all of those things were way more important to her than actually going on schoolies. So we thought it would be super cool to introduce you guys to Rachel because she is part of the younger generation. She has an unwavering view when it comes to her own well-being. She has an infectious energy that is just extraordinary to be around. She is the cutest little creature that was ever created. And she's also got this amazing way of communicating and getting her message out to people. And she really wants to be, she really is working on positioning herself at the forefront so that she can make a massive difference in the lives of so many people. And for all of you people out there listening to the show who are mums and have daughters and sons, this is the show you want them to listen to. <laughs> Stop the recording. Go and get your kids and get them to sit down and listen to today's show because what Rachel's going to share with us is going to be profound and it's going to open the eyes, the hearts, the ears and the minds of our younger generation to show them that there is another way to be, there is another way to live, and it doesn't make you a dork. It actually makes you super cool. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Rachel. Thanks for being a part of it today. Oh, no, thank you guys so much for having me. It's so exciting. <laughs> and you oh, can, you can slip thank you. Oh, sorry, I was going to say that was the most beautiful introduction. Like, I'm so glad people can't actually see my face because I was just smiling like an absolute idiot. Like, it was beautiful. Thank you. Well, I was going to say, you can slip me 50 bucks for that anytime you like. <laughs> oh, you're hilarious, Karen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> see, she Comedy. knows. She Comedy. knows how to do it. She knows how to work it, baby. Work it. <laughs> <laughs> So, Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, 
I think, you know, we're really, really keen to get a sense of your view on life and what really makes you tick today. But tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are right now to have this amazing um, perspective and this amazing view on on what's true, right and real for you. Okay. Um, well, I suppose it mainly started for me when I was 11. Like I, I was always a really happy go-getter type child. And then when I was 11, I um, started experiencing these waves of anxiety and a bit of depression. And um, after about a month of just always being anxious, and like there was nothing in my life that was really drawing me to being anxious. It was just out of the blue. Um, I just kind of slumped into a depression because I think I was just exhausted. And um, then from there, I just, you know, I had my ups and downs. And then when I was 14, uh, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And I hadn't, for, for how advanced it was, I really didn't have terrible symptoms. Like I should have been a lot worse than I was. I wasn't good, but I didn't think there was that much going on. Um, and then from there, I just, my health really deteriorated and I got really thin and really malnourished and started reacting to all types of foods and chemicals in the environment. And I just got misdiagnosed with an eating disorder and they just thought I, it was all in my head and I was being really sensitive. And um, that just, I think, really made me determined to get myself better and try everything because I didn't want to be put into this box that I didn't really deserve to be put into. Not that there's anything wrong if you do have an eating disorder and um, like you shouldn't be ashamed or anything. I just mean I didn't have one. And so it was horrible being put in that box with that treatment. And um, yeah, I just, I researched as much as I could. I didn't really trust that many professionals to help me. I know there are great professionals out there, but I'd had horrible experiences in the past. And um, yeah, I just really researched as much as I could, took things into my own hands, had many misadventures, many fails. Um, and then year 12 was kind of the year where it all started coming together. And I was just so, I just gained this confidence and I was like, you know, I just, I can't let anyone take me off track or tell me something about myself that's not true. And I got learned to be more confident and more confident in looking after myself and not conforming. I'd never really been someone who conformed to what other people did, but even more so in year 12, you know, when everyone's partying and drinking. And I was just blessed with a group of friends and, well, just a, um, a group at school really, like even the people that weren't my friends just accepted about me. I'd still get invited to parties, but they knew I would leave early. They knew I wouldn't drink. Um, I never got paid out for eating healthfully or for taking time out for myself or anything, which was nice because I know a lot of people struggle with that. Um and yeah, then at the end of year 12, I decided, and really it was not a sacrifice. I did not want to school, go to schoolies. I'd been dreading it since reception. Um, so yeah, I decided to go up to Malulaba. Um, I'm from Adelaide and I went to Awaken the Change Within. And without it sounding like a cliche, it absolutely changed my life. Like it just opened up a whole lot of doors and I made new friendships and connections. And I saw that with where I wanted to go and really where I want to go is I just want to be... I want to be out there so I can help more people and that's what I really want to do. I want to be a nutritionist and a GAPS practitioner and just help a whole lot of people to heal their lives and heal their guts and heal their minds. Um, and I just saw that through going to Awaken the Change Within, I can probably achieve that. Before that, I was like, oh, it'll probably take ages and years to establish myself. And I kind of thought, oh, well, maybe it, maybe it won't. Maybe the opportunities are a lot closer than I thought. Um, so that's in a nutshell. I did an interview on um, with Quirky Joe on a quirky journey um, a few weeks ago. So if you want my full story, medical history type thing, um, go listen to that. Um, but I don't want to take up all the time on this podcast going into that. So, yeah. 
Well, you are a little pocket rocket, really, in all our eyes. And you are somebody that we all absolutely adore. And it really is quite mind-blowing to think a, a woman in her year 12 year would actually choose coming to a wellness seminar over a week of fun and maybe debauchery and a lot of alcohol <laughs> and all sorts of things. Oh. But, um, but what was so <laughs> striking about you when you came to that, not only your youth, but also your infectious energy and passion and drive. So what, what, is, what is your purpose? What do, you think, what do you think your whole mission is on this planet? And, and how exciting that someone like you so young feels so passionate about so many things already? Um. I just, I really do. I know it's, I know it's what everyone says, but I just do want to help people. And I think I don't want anyone to go through what I went through. Like I don't want people to have gut issues and that get misdiagnosed with something else, or be told that's all in your head, or be told your body just doesn't work properly. Deal with it. Um, I, I just, I want to be the practitioner that says, you know, it's not hard. It's not boring. It's you can heal yourself, you can heal your gut. It's all about mindset and positivity. And I know that that sounds like the Pollyanna view to life, but it's true. You just have to get into that momentum. And the more then that you're happy and that you do good for yourself, just the more good things that seem to come into your life. And I just, I really want to get that message out there and kind of tell it in maybe a unique way, maybe some way it's not being told at the moment, get through to a different group of people that haven't already been awakened, I suppose. Um, yeah, I just, I really just do want to help people. Um, I know that's not the best, most inspiring answer, but that's that's as simple as it is, really. <laughs> it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that, you know. Yeah. Tell me, do you think that in your generation there are many people who are kind of awake up to the things that you're awake up to? Um, I think it's, it's slightly growing and um, there's you know, beautiful young people like Cindy's daughters and or and son and Kim's kids and, you know, heaps of other um, teenagers and young people that are getting it. Um, like I saw this thing on Facebook the other day about this 10-year-old that wrote this essay on why fat's not bad and I was like, oh, my God, like hats off to him. Um, so I think they're getting it but I think it's a very hard – I think all age groups are hard but it's probably the hardest age group to get through to because the – like it's the status quo to drink and have energy drinks and eat junk food and party and not look look after yourself and it's I just think even if sometimes people want to they go it's too hard I don't have time I, you know and they make excuses and kind of get peer pressured into things um, but I do think it's changing and the more that the more of us take the reins and go look guys you can you can do it like we'll help you we'll hold your hands along the way like I think that'll get things going but I think it'll take a while to get everyone on board yeah do you think that the conditioning that your generation has had has got a lot to do with what they believe is acceptable and what's good for them yeah oh absolutely and I think especially with what's acceptable like I think what's acceptable now so was not acceptable like 20 30 40 like you know going back all those years ago um in, in terms of everything, in nutrition, in terms of movement and fitness, sleep, the way that we treat other people. Um, like we can, I find it amazing that some of, well, not my friends so much, but I've got really lovely friends, but acquaintances or cousins even, they can be so lovely to other people, but so horrible to their parents. And I'm just like, there's not harmony in the home. Like what's the point of being nice to the rest of the world really? And I just, there's definitely conditioning and with what's good for you, 
you know, so many of my friends still think that fat is bad and that carbs are like the only best source of energy and that sugar is not bad in like that whole everything in moderation thing, which I just can't stand because I'm like, there are some things that should just not be had in moderation. And um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of conditioning and that comes from our parents and our teachers and the curriculum at school and the media and all of the normal influences that if you don't have a catalyst for change, if you don't have something that, you know, really um, gets gets you outside of that, gets you thinking, gets you questioning, then I don't know how they would know any better, to be perfectly honest, yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. I just find, Rachel, listening to you, um, your your youth, your excitement, your vivaciousness, your, your wanting to make a change in people's lives. Uh, I, I just, I look at, you are one in a very small amount of people and you will have a lot of criticism um, where you go because you are different. You do do th- Like even my, yeah. ch- my, my children, like they all went to schoolies. Like one went to Byron, one went to Bali and the other one went to the Gold Coast. And the three of them it went, oh, that was a waste of time. Uh, oh, no, actually Tanya enjoyed Bali, I think, because she surfed the whole time. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, but Casey just went. I wish because I I gave her the option of going to Africa to um, visit a village that she could help um, the children, and um, there was it was a it was a whole thing put together. Oh, I offered wow. her that, which was ten times the price of schoolies, and she went. And I said, I'm not paying for schoolies, but I'll pay for that. And she said, Nope. Oh, <laughs> but at least and she, she came back and kind of regretted it like most people go that was the best week of my life I'm like do you even remember it like <laughs> yeah yeah she she reg- she regretted that she regrets that today that she didn't take me up on that little option but yeah I just love the, the way that you've had the strength to go well I don't need to go to schoolies I want to go listen to these three older women and Karen you are older than her and so are you Miss Kimmy <laughs> let I us not I speak am. of it let us not <laughs> speak of it oh you guys are so young at heart, though, seriously. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, um, what makes the difference that makes the difference? I, that's what I want to know. I want to know is it why do some people like you go through your health challenges and go, right, I want to make sure that this doesn't happen to someone else, and yet somebody else just goes through the health challenge and takes a medication, continues to eat bad food, um, gets into a, a circle of, um, not doing very well with them, their lives, and what make I really do? This is the question. Yeah. What makes the difference? That makes the difference. What? What was it that made you change? Um, and I don't know if you can even answer that. I don't know if Karen can answer it or Kim can answer it. But no, what that's makes okay. the difference? Yeah, go for it. All right. Um, no, yeah, that's a, that's a really great great question. Well, first, just to clarify with the schoolies thing, I want everyone to know it was not a sacrifice. It wasn't even a question. I just I, that is so not my scene. I just can't stand that whole idea. The idea of going to schoolies just did not inspire me at all. Um, but the difference, um, I don't know. I have always been different. Not I haven't ever tried to be different. I'm not one of those people that has to you know, have a whole lot of sugar and then go hyper and then go, I'm so random, like some young, a lot of young people do or get really drunk and then be like, I'm so ridiculously out there. Um, But I've I've never really been that scared of doing things differently if I feel in my heart that it's the right thing to do or 
that it's the fun, the more fun thing to do or the more sensible thing to do. Um, and I guess I don't want my life to be wasted. I think, you know, and I, I guess the biggest thing for me is I feel like, I mean, I know that I really can't talk like Karen is the one that's been to hell and back, but in my eyes, like being misdiagnosed with an eating disorder, having this autoimmune disease, um, even things like the fact that I haven't gone through puberty yet. So I look so much younger than I am. People treat me like I'm a lot younger than I am. I think if all that, I can handle all of that. If it was all for a purpose, if it was all to put me on a certain path and get me inspired about certain issues and passionate and I'm going to make the change and the difference for someone else, then I don't care what I've been through. But if I went through all of that and I just continued to do the same old and same old, and it wasn't like I was eating junk food all the time or I, I never drank. I think I've had like half to one drink in my life and that was you know, that was a rum and coke when I was 13 because we were going through a lot in, in the family and mum's like, you need a drink. And I'm like, okay. Um, not that she's a bad mum. That, that was, I, I promise, like it was in the house. It was fine. I don't think I even finished it, just saying. Um, but yeah, like I never did any of that. But I think I was, I was just woken up really young to the fact that food can make a difference and sleep and exercise. And um, exercise has always been a thing. I've always been really fit. That's never been a, um, a, a struggle for me. But I guess... Yeah, that was the difference. The difference was I thought I don't want my life to be a waste. I want to make the most difference and I can handle anything bad that's happened to me if there's been a purpose for it. But if there's no purpose and I don't use it as a catalyst to change, then what was the point of enduring all of that and my friends and family having to go through that with me? Like there just is no point. And maybe I've got a unique headset. Maybe I've got a unique energy. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, does that kind of answer the question? Tell us. Yeah, it's it, tell oh, us sorry. about your sorry, Delia. I want you to tell us about your mum and dad then, what and your family. What is your upbringing being like? Um, I'm an only child, so no brothers and sisters. Um, mum and dad are both. Or well, dad was a teacher. He retired, um, and mum's still a tutor slash um, teacher. And they have instilled good values in me in that, you know, they're very they're really good people. They would they've got really big hearts. They they do so much for so many people they drop things at the drop of a hat just to help other people so I guess I've been around that and they've always kind of especially mum has always kind of taught me that you don't do things to fit in you I mean you do some things to fit in because you don't want to stick out like a sore thumb all the time but she's kind of you said you know you like when I was little she's like I don't and she still says it today I don't care what other people are doing Rachel I don't care what other parents are doing I don't care what other kids are doing you're better than that, you, or we're better than that, than that. Not in a superior way, but it's like, you know, when there's a right thing and a wrong thing to do. Um, and Dad's just, um, yeah, like he's he's got a really good heart. He's a bit um, more. I think sometimes he wishes I was a bit more wild. Um, but then I think it, at the same, at the same, like every time I see him, because um, my parents are divorced and I have a stepdad, um, so I don't see my dad every day, but every time I talk to him on the phone or I see him, he'll be like, Rachel, are you doing something with your friends? Rachel, did you go out with your friends last night? Like he's always, and he's been like that for years, I think. But as long as I am actually, and I do see my friends, I just don't go to town with them. Um, he's okay. Um, yeah, but he's, he, again, like he has always kind of said to me, you don't do stupid things you don't do wild things and he he did all those things when he was my age and he just kind of says don't do them I did them it wasn't worth it or and then sometimes he goes it was and I'm like you're an idiot really um uh yeah and I think <laughs> sorry love you dad um but I think too just um I'm gonna give uh, this to him Rachel <laughs> or like he'll even listen to this um no uh I think too 
and this isn't to have a go at my cousins. I love you all if you ever listen to this. But as some of them were really, I could, I did, I just watched them and I thought, I think you're cool, but I don't want to be like you. I don't want to get do the things you do, get into some of the trouble that you do, speak to the my parents the way that you speak to my aunties and uncles. Um, so I think I, from a young age, I kind of just decided I want to be. I don't want to be different, but I want to do what I think is right, and I want to be a good person and not. Um, I don't know, not hurt anyone, not be selfish or negligent or anything like that. And so I guess I modelled off other people and a lot of the time, more often than not, instead of modelling on what people did, I'd go, I don't want to do that and I'd do the opposite. Um, yeah. Do you know what I hear? I I actually hear utter respect, mm. not only for yourself but your um, peers, for your elders, although you did call your dad something. <laughs> um, but I, I was calling I, his younger self. Not anymore. His younger self. Yeah. Okay. His, his college self, self yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what I hear is respect, and I we talk about this a lot in our podcasts, is that we believe that when people have respect for themselves and others and the planet and the food we eat and what we put on our body and how we think, when we start to realise that respect is probably one of the greatest virtues that we can give ourselves um, and other people and other and animals, Karen. I'll throw that in there. Thanks, Lance. Uh, Thanks, Lance. Yeah, I just, uh, that's what I'm hearing from you. I don't know if Karen and Kim are hearing this, but I, I hear respect for so many aspects of yourself. And and I and I, I did want to make a comment um, when you were saying, you know, you haven't even gone through puberty and that you look a lot younger than what you actually are. Well, I remember when I first met you and you opened your mouth and I went, my gosh, this girl's amazing. She's <laughs> just, I have never met someone with, we, I thought you were the oldest soul that ever lived. Mm. Um, you, and, I, I, and I still believe that, Rachel. I still believe you're a very old soul that has been through things and um, I think you're being tested to, um, do the best that you can possibly do in, on this earth and I I feel that you're doing it and I'm so excited, um, you know, that you're doing nutrition and this is what you want to do. You want to help people. But I also have to tell you that you will have a lot of people who will knock you. Oh, I who know. Will, yeah, yeah you, you know that's going to happen. and I already do. <laughs> Do you? And now, how do you handle that? Let me tell me how you handle it. Oh, I'm still learning. I I think um, initially I I'd get very defensive because it's like, how dare you have a go at me like for that? Like it's it's you know like if I I think it's because I question things and I question things that so many people in my you know in my tribe at home like they've never thought to question. It. It's just the status quo, and it's like, why would you question that? Like you know, like the whole vaccination thing. I'm not. I'm pro that. Um, I'm pro choice. I'm not. Um, pro-vax or anti-vax but I question the ingredients in them and you know I've copped flack from friends and family members like oh no Rachel like it, it's definitely needed and there is just no question about it and I guess I'm not trying to say they're wrong I'm just trying to say can we open it up for discussion and sometimes it's closed down and then I think I my biggest thing and Kim will know this because I'm a playful and um, my personality when I need to um, I, I just start talking it's like word vomit it just I keep going no 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 no. and it's like it's not kind of like listen to me but it kind of is except I try not to do it in a really forceful way um 
I think I actually have been going for beach walks each night because I committed to myself that I'm going to have my feet on the sand for at least a few minutes a day, but it's been turning into like an hour. And I've been going down at nighttime and just no one is there and it's just me and the waves. And I, I think about how am I going to try and handle things in the future, like when it's not just friends and family, it's when hopefully it gets to this stage because I want to be, like I said, I want to be out there. When it's people like the media or that having a go at me and how am I going to um, – come across as completely genuine, completely balanced and grounded and without having to go at one side or the other. And because I don't want to be, you know, um, someone that's, I don't, you never want to be had to go at, but I don't want to be someone that stirs up trouble or that has an intention to like be controversial, but I'm not going to ever water down what I believe or like, you know, wait, um, not be, not have integrity just because like to keep things happy and keep everyone happy. Um, so I'm definitely still learning. I don't think I have an answer yet. I try and be as kind as I can. Some I really do sometimes try just to not say anything, um, but I do still find that really hard. <laughs> I, I think I think being controversial is probably not something that we plow out to do or, or plan out to do or decide to do. It's just that we think differently. Yeah. And, and there will always be that, Rachel. There will always be people who will think differently to you, but they're allowed their opinion. They're allowed their their way of doing things. Because oh, absolutely, only- yeah. I complete. I would never want to take someone's opinion away, even if I don't agree with it. We're all entitled to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is that what you'll find is that while you're giving information and your beliefs and your learnings and your education, while you're giving all that, there'll be a crew that will just want to chop you down. Mm. And and what I'm finding is that um, anybody who is open to this and what Karen and Kim and I talk about and what you talk about and what we, we all talk about, I, I find a real openness and whereas I'm finding on the other side there's there's no open for question. It's just you are wrong and we are right. Yeah. And I don't know what it is and I think it's about always being open and always being, you know, questioning yourself and realising there's more to learn always. There's, you're yeah. never, ever, you know, and, and that you can change your opinion because, you, because you've read more and this is the way you're wanting to go. So it's, yeah. I, I just love what you're doing and, like I said, I'm really looking forward to you um, stepping out there. I might just step back. <laughs> no, Rachel. no, we'll step forward together. <laughs> Rachel, I want to ask you, what books are you reading at the moment and who do you follow and who do you look up to? Um, okay, well, I've just gotten on holidays a few weeks ago and I was a bit read out, to be perfectly honest, from the biology and chemistry textbooks. Um, but I am always having a look through Gut and Psychology Syndrome by Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride. Um, I only discovered well I only discovered you three last year to be perfectly honest in about August um and yeah I've followed you ever since but I only discovered her like towards the end of last year really I know you mentioned her a few times on a pod- on podcasts um but I never got her book until I think the start of this year and ever since I've just loved that book and I love the way she writes and it's so common sense and I really want to get um her other one uh, put your heart in your mouth so that's on my birthday list um which is coming up in a few months and I really, I think she's writing another one, Gut and Physiology Syndrome, so I'm really keen for that. Um, I've, of course, I've read all your books and loved them, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on your podcast. Like, I actually really love them, and I'm always going through them again. Um, I love Lola Berry. 
she was probably the first um, person I really looked up to in this world. Uh, uh, yeah, like when I say this world, I mean like the whole health well-being world and I love the way she writes and I loved her approach. I love her approach. Um, I love I love blogs. I read a lot of blogs. So I love um, Quirky Joe. I love Quirky Cooking. I uh, just um, oh, other books. We all love Quirky Joe. Oh, isn't she just the most beautiful person? Oh. Yeah, yeah, um, she's. I want to ask you: Are you yes. doing gaps? Uh, yes. And then yeah. Keep, yeah, you're in the middle of gaps. How's it going? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I seriously, and I'm not just saying saying that. Like it is, it's incredible the the changes I've had because I've had gut gut issues probably my entire life they obviously got really bad to the point where I had anxiety depression when I was 11 and then major malabsorption issues and I have an autoimmune disease so I've had stuff my whole life and I didn't but you know it was always kind of put down it's not that bad you're not actually a celiac so don't worry about it and um at the start of I just I I've made small changes and I haven't had, I've had a whole foods diet since I was about 15, 16 and haven't had anything nasty, but not as concise as I needed to. And then at the start of this year, I just was like, you know what, I need to heal once and for all because I can do all the eliminations in the world and all of this. But if I don't actually do a, I'm bad enough that I need a protocol. I need to just, I need to heal or things are just going to keep slipping through the cracks and getting worse and I'm going to end up back at square one and I just couldn't handle that. So I'm, I'm just loving it and it's so Can easy, you just explain, really. both you and uh, both of you need to explain what GAPS is and okay. what exactly yeah. the protocol looks like. Absolutely, right. that would be a great idea. Okay, um, well basically it, GAPS stands for gut and psychology syndrome so it really um, taps into the whole gut-brain connection and it works on the principle that if you heal the gut you can heal any mental um, illness or at least suppress most of the symptoms as much as you can um, and it also GAPS can also stand for gut and physiology syndrome so any um, physical ailment um, is also tends to be related to gut health as well. So um, it works on the principle of eliminating, eliminating any food or substance that goes on or into the body that could possibly damage the gut or cause the body harm or damage the immune system and bringing in the most healing, gentle, easily absorbable foods such as broths and really good animal fats and some good plant fats and well-cooked and fermented vegetables and fermented dairy and just the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet and you introduce them really slowly and work up to a little bit more of a certain food a little bit more and then you just keep going along and you use your body's um, recovery as a, as a guide so if you're really sick and your symptoms take a while to get better you stay on like the early stages of the introduction diet um, but if you weren't too bad to begin with you can get onto full gaps and then you tend to stay on the diet for a year and then you can start to bring in a little bit of um you know certain starches like buckwheat and a bit of potato um, you can bring in a bit of dairy that hasn't been fermented as long as it's really high quality. Um, you can't ever really go back to eating processed junk, but why would you want to um, when you've just healed and healed, gone through all that healing? Um, but, yeah, it's just this really nutrient-dense diet. I think a lot of people hear gaps and they get freaked out and they think that's so hard and it's so much work and it's it's really not. It takes a little bit to get used to, but it and it just works so well. It's amazing. Hmm. So not not quite the vegan option then. I'm sorry. I was saying like healing animal fats. I'm like Karen's so ah! like grating her head against the cheese or something like that. Like, oh, I'm sorry, Karen. I know. Some people vegan it, veganism works for some people. It's been proven, but 
uh, not for gaps patients, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was having a little chuckle to myself thinking, yeah, I just had to throw that in. Don't mean to, <laughs> don't, don't mean to ruin the moment, but just had to throw it in. Yes. <laughs> but what's really interesting is that, um, you know, I've had, I did gaps training with uh, yeah, Natasha. Yeah. yeah, it was it was absolutely brilliant. She never told one story, Karen. Yes. Um, you would just look at it and go, "Well, she just hasn't told one story. She doesn't. <laughs> she, she just info, 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 info. Nothing else. It's just it, it is quite amazing." But she um, she does talk about case studies, and she talks about. I remember her talking about case studies where, you know, the the people were not doing well, and this could be an adult not doing well, they go on gaps, they improve, they do amazingly, everything goes well, and then they think that they can go back to their old lifestyle. They think that they can go back to eating, well, you know, hamburgers and chips and breakfast cereals, and they just go straight back to where they came from. Yeah. And she also talks about this vegetarian and vegan couple. Um, he was a vegetarian, she is a vegan, and the boy I can't remember the condition he had, but he had some psychological condition. It could have been autism or something like that. And she sat down and she spoke with the couple and said, this is what I believe you need to do, which was all about um, exactly what Rachel has just described. And to their credit, those two did that for their son and he got better. So, you know, they're... There are, like, we know, like I always talk about Charlotte Gerson and how wonderful she is and she's been a, a vegan forever. So there are people out there that have lived very well on the vegan diet, but they, it, it, it takes a lot to do well on the vegan diet in that you have to always be preparing your food because you can't get that food anywhere else. Um, it's, it's hard. So I, I love the idea of GAPS because, number one, we have a medical doctor who has done a nutrition degree and she was a neurosurgeon, done neurology, and she has 25, 26 years of clinical experience. And I love hearing that you're on it, Rachel, And because, you know, when you've done it, you become a great clinician. So when you finish your degree and you then do your GAPS training, I know you'll be an amazing clinician because you'll understand what it's like to be on a protocol like that. And some people think that their, go their throats are being cut. Yeah. They think that they're never allowed to eat again. But I look at it and I go, well, what do you want? Depression, anxiety, um, infertility, I don't know, those oh, things. Exactly, yeah. It's just not, no food is worth that those things well I don't I don't believe like as much there are so many foods that I can't eat anymore that I used to love but it's like like healthy foods but they're just not gaps legal but I don't even care it's like I feel amazing and I feel consistently amazing except except for little bits of die off every now and then um but then I've felt <laughs> my entire life like I'm not giving that up for a piece of fruit and most people can eat fruit on gaps my just my body really hates sugar so I can't but you know like it's just not worth it but Natasha believes that uh, you will be able to eat those foods again, real foods. I'm not talking yeah. about the other yeah. one. Yeah, a bit of buckwheat or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll be able to start to eat those foods again, which will be just wonderful. Um, mm. I'm very excited that you're doing it and that you want to be a practitioner because I feel that this is the way um, we need to go, even though there will be yeah. people out there that will just go, oh, as if bone broth and fermented foods can do anything but what mm -hmm. people don't realize is this this is culture and tradition this is the way we've yeah. always 
eaten. My mum made stocks every day of her life and that went into our diet. She did it for flavour. Now we know what it does for the gut. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. So, Rachel, as a young person, like it sounds like you had to endure pain in order to um, to create a shift or a change or find your passion or whatever. What would you be saying to mums and dads listening to this podcast, maybe with their gorgeous teenage children? What would be some things that you would ask or say to young people to consider before going down the path of eating what 80 or 90% of the general public already does with things like chocolate bars, energy drinks, alcohol, whatever, what would yeah. be your piece of advice and why do you think it's so important that young people get these messages? Okay, I think because um, I, I got sick quite young and most people don't start to have terrible things. Um, I mean, a lot get sick when they're young, but till like they're in their 20s and 30s. And if they could just wake up now and just change their diet and get better quality sleep and do a bit more exercise and, you know, really take some time out and think about what makes them happy and then pursue that. So, and, you know, make sure that they've got really good relationships and all of those things that all come together to work to make a person really thriving then they probably will start to heal now and then they'll never, well, they won't get seriously ill. They might get a few little things, but they won't have something chronic when they're older. And I think the younger they can get it, the better, because like I said, I got like, I got diagnosed with my autoimmune disease when I was 14, but I was, they said I was close to death when I got diagnosed. Like I was six months off dying or needing an um, emergency transplant. So I probably have had it since I was 10 or 11. Like, I really almost didn't have a chance to even wake up and get it. Like, what 10-year-old is out there studying nutrition? Like, I found it interesting at school, but I wasn't, you know, I was interested in, like, volcanoes and stuff when I was 10. Like, I wasn't going, um, you know, I ne- I would have needed a someone, um, someone more senior or someone else to um, model off and learn from at that age. So I think parents, please, I know that us teenagers are pains in the you know what, um, when it comes and we're stubborn and we don't want to be told what to do. But as much as you can, just find podcasts like this or um, blogs or something that, you know, you know your kids is best. What is it that works with them? How how do they take things on board? Do you have to try and make them think it's their idea before they are willing? Just do whatever you can to get them eating just a bit cleaner, you know, to or not to get into that whole drugs and drinking culture. Like, I don't know what you have to do, but just – as much as you can, don't think it's too hard or it's too much of a chore um, and they will appreciate it in the end. But I, I, I hate saying that because I know that you're the ones that have to endure, um, you know, all the fighting and the moodiness and the sulking and that's not fair and all my friends do, um, but it's not worth it. And I think that as much as you can, young any young person that's listening to this, please, this isn't just words, this isn't just me and I wasn't just unlucky and I had a bad experience and I'm just you know, the exceptions to the rule, more people are getting sick and it's not just a coincidence. It is because of our modern lifestyles. And I'm not saying that some of some junk food doesn't taste good. It does. I'm not saying that modern electronics and all of that aren't kind of fun. Sometimes they are, but for goodness sake, we are, we're almost doomed as a population unless we turn around. And I don't want other people to you know, be so skinny that they think they're going to die and just get diagnosed with an eating disorder. And then their guts get worse because they're fed you know, the food pyramid plus some more just to try and feed them up. I don't want people getting autoimmune diseases because 
they didn't even know what could have caused an autoimmune disease. And I don't want people getting weird, you know, anxiety, depression, tactile sensation issues, um, uh, like hives or anything, anything really that um, I, I had because, look, I don't know. I think I already had a bad gut to begin with. Um, but it, look, my lifestyle just, I wasn't even that bad, but it obviously wasn't good enough. And I just think do whatever you can to heal and look into gap style eating when your kids are young or whatever age they are now and you yourself be an example. Um, I know it can be hard to begin with, but you just, just do something and take responsibility. Um, I know it's not always easy, um, but it is, it's worth it. And if the majority is the more the people that change, the more this will become normal, the more the bone broths and the message that fat is not bad and it's really good. And that carbohydrates and sugars are the problems and, um, that we just don't need to be on technology all the time. The more that that becomes the norm, the more it will be that ripple effect that the girls always talk about. And one day we won't be arguing with people about it. That'll be the norm. And, you know, instead of it being like, what are you drinking? That weird green thing out of a mason jar, it'll be, why, why are you having a Red Bull? Like, that's disgusting. Do you know what's in that? Um, I think when we can get to a stage where junk food is weird and not healthy food and where exercise is the norm and being a couch potato is weird like that'll be the day that we have a chance to actually continue on and be a thriving um a species rather than one that i'm i fear is eventually going to die out because people just don't aren't getting it and i'm not saying it's 100 percent their fault that they're not getting it it's like i said you do generally need a really big catalyst for change but it, like it's heartbreaking that most people in this industry oh, I hate calling it an industry we're not trying to make money off people's sickness but you know in the health um, world most of us got here because we got sick and we needed to change have the catalyst have the wait have that moment where you just wake up and go I just want to be healthy don't wait to get sick to get healthy because it's a whole lot harder coming back rather than just starting bef- like then it's hard it's a lot harder than prevention I suppose um, probably just rambled on a bit too long there, but I think I've drilled my point in enough. <laughs> no, that was that was very well said uh, because uh, this this is the issue is that people aren't waking up. And if we take us back to the 1960s, that was the norm to eat yeah. meat and veggies for dinner and um, have eggs and bacon for breakfast. And for lunch, you had real bread and we didn't have the problems we had with bread in those days. So you could have a sandwich and a homemade cookie and a piece of fruit to take to school. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't been that long ago. And I know I was born then, you weren't. Um, <laughs> it hasn't, you know, it hasn't been that long. And we've, we've just become blinkered. Oh, I'm just so excited for you, Rachel. You have such a beautiful passion and I'm just, Excited that you're heading that way. Uh, so tell me, with what, what, where are you in your de- your degree? Um, how long have you got? When can people start booking in to see you in Adelaide? <laughs> tell us. Um, I'm, well, I've only done one semester. Um, I'm in my first year at Endeavour College of Natural Health, and I'm doing nutritional medicine. And I'm just, I'm, I'm loving it so much. Um, I was, it was actually at the start of the year, I had no idea what I was going to be doing because um, I applied for a scholarship to Endeavour at the end of last year, and um, it, this was really cocky. Don't ever assume that something's just going to work out because 
then the universe kind of goes, you're being cocky and it doesn't give it to you. So I was like, how can they not give it to me? I love nutrition more than life. I just breathe it and I'm so passionate and all of that. And um, they called me on the day that our ATAR results came out and um, they said, Rach, we are so sorry. We wish we could create a fourth space for you, but you missed out by just a whisker. Um, We've got three amazing scholarship students already. We're so sorry. And I was like, and all all my friends and family, I was so excited for you. And I was like, Uh, um, but then it was just meant to be on the day that I don't know why they had this thing about dates when like say something comes out they'll just contact me Um, because then the day that our uni offers came in uh, before they even come out well, before I'd got my letter in the post uh, to say what I'd been accepting into um, I got a call going hi and um, it's it's uh, so-and-so from Endeavor and I was kind of like "Mm, hi but you don't like me. You didn't give no. I don't. I wasn't like that. I, but I wasn't overly excited to hear from her. I'm like, what do you want now? Um, and she was like, oh, we've just had. <laughs> that sounds awful. I really didn't. I'm, I promise, I'm a lovely person. I just. Um, oh, you know, I wasn't really like that. I was just. Um, anyway, and she said, well, actually, one of the girls just pulled out. Would you be interested? And all of a sudden, it was like, I love you. You're my best friend. Yes. Like, when can I um, sign up? Because I'd been trying to, I was like, I don't want to go to uni and do nutrition because their program is outdated and I'm just going to learn about the food pyramid and they're going to tell me saturated fat's bad and I'm going to probably get kicked out of the course because I argued with all my lecturers. Like, I, and I don't, I don't think I could have kept quiet. So when I found out that I did get the scholarship, um, I was just so grateful and so blown away. And maybe it was the universe testing going, how much do you really want this? Like, I was a bit on the fence because I had a lot of pressure from um, my friends and family, like uni's just the status quo and that's got a better reputation. But I, my heart wanted Endeavour so much and I think it was just not getting it at first was the universe going, how badly do you want it? And I still wanted it and I think that's why it happened and it was so meant to be so I, then I didn't worry about uni at all and it was like I don't even care um, and I got enrolled and I love it and um, I love being being a scholarship student there I get the first year free and I get to be an ambassador and one of the other girls that got the scholarship she's at the Adelaide campus too and we've just become really good friends and we get to do all the open days and go to special events and I just love being part of that community and I love like we had an open day on Saturday and we were on the doors and we like directing people and giving tours and it's so exciting because you're talking to people that want what you want they want the same things for the world they want to do the same sort of things with their life and you kind of get to be the one that set like kind of talks them into endeavor and says this is the place for you like and that's just so exciting to think that maybe you're the first step in someone's journey um so yeah I've got two and a half years left um and then I'll be re- able to practice and I do then that year so when I graduate 20 by 2018 um I'll that year I'll do my GAPS training with Dr. Natasha when she comes to Australia and um yeah then I'll be a GAPS practitioner as well yeah sounds absolutely wonderful now is Endeavour College you said you go to open days so is Endeavour College a um online course is that what you're saying Oh, no, 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 sorry. It's a, um, we've got campuses in, well, we, I'm sorry, they, they have um, campuses in all the, pretty much most of the main major cities in Australia. So they have one in Brisbane, Gold Coast, Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, Perth, maybe Hobart, not quite sure. 
hopefully in Hobart. If not, I'm sure they'll get one in Hobart soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can go in and do your entire course um, on campus, but if you are rural or you just learn better online, you can do the entire thing online. You can mix and match. I do the mixing and matching. I'd like to do both. I like to go in as much as I can because I love my friends there and I love my lecturers, but sometimes just time-wise with schedules, it doesn't work out, so I do a few online. Um, you just always have to come into the campus to actually sit your exams. You can't do your exams online. Um, yeah. That's brilliant, brilliant. I d I, I've heard of Endeavour College, but I didn't know enough about it, so thank you. That's brilliant. Oh, pleasure. I really like it. I'm not, and again, I'm not just saying that because I'm an ambassador. Like, I really love and respect what they're doing. I like they've got a unique teaching style. It's the kind of teaching style that I, and they've got, like, they get lecturers, like the people that I want to be teaching, and I've awesome chemistry lecturer you would love her Cindy um mm. you know she teaches the curriculum and then she goes right but this look they don't they're a bit behind they haven't put this in your notes yet so I'm going to tell you like this and she'll tell us all about this chemical and that chemical that's bad and she got she you know I think the moment for me where I'm like I'm definitely in the right place was the day she started telling us about margarine and how bad it was I'm just like yes yes <laughs> oh and because yeah and she really gets through to us and all of that. So it's just, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Wonderful. What else are you? Sorry. No, you Sorry, go, go Karen. No, yeah. gonna go. No, 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 not at all. You I, I'm actually just amazed that there is someone on the call that talks more than us. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Sorry. Oh. I, love I think you should have your own podcast. I think you. I would you... love that. Is in my manifestation yeah. journal, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, just get to the wellness guys and, and talk to them and I reckon you could have your own because you're articulate, uh, you're knowledgeable, you're interesting, you're, uh, yeah, I'd listen to you. So oh, thank you. I, uh, that's so nice because sometimes, um, I, well, I, just throughout this call I've been like, oh, my God, Rachel, you like shut up, you were rambling on, you're probably boring people after death. So that's, that's um, thank you, that makes me feel a lot better about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know, tell our listeners how else they can hear about you with your blog. I love your blog. Oh, you know, she you. wrote the most beautiful blog. And I, this is just a biased point of view, but Rachel wrote a blog post that was 28 Reasons Why I Love 28, which is my business. And it was such a beautiful um, tribute. And I was very, very, very um, amazed and impressed with what you wrote. But tell everybody what your, what your blog um, page is. Oh, okay. Um, well, my blog pa uh, page is www.realsoupforthereelsoul.com. And I started it last year, um, once year 12 finished, because I just was so unsettled not having anything to do because anyone who's done year 12 will know that it's like you don't get any spare time at all. It's just go, 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 go. And then it's like exams are done and you've got nothing to do with your life. And so I started a blog because I'm like, I still want to be writing and I'd wanted to start a blog for ages, but I've been too busy. And um, it's just basically, I do write a lot about gaps now. It didn't start off meaning to be a bit of a gaps blog, but it kind of is now. But I also talk about um, a lot of mindset stuff and a lot just, you know, being open-minded and um, questioning things. Basically, whenever I have a good conversation with someone and it gets me thinking about something, I'll generally just do a blog post on it. So it's kind of a mixed bag, but it's always about, um, I just tr I try and keep things as humorous and inspiring and interesting and everything as I can so people actually want to read it so that they actually 
get the messages and maybe think about some things. Um, and sometimes I'll get um, interviews. I'd love the three of you at some stage. I know you're so busy, but to do an interview, I do try and do one as many Saturdays as I can called Spectacular Soul Saturday, um, where I have the same list of questions and I just get different people that um, are spectacular souls um, to answer them. So that's kind of exciting because sometimes I've had, I, I always get really, I, people I think are really cool, but I've had some type celebrity type people that I've been like, oh my God. Um, so yeah, I, if you read it and I hope you do, I hope that you really like it, but no pressure because it mm -hmm. wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea, I know. <laughs> you know, Rachel, I'm, I'm actually really interested to go down this rabbit hole with you. We've spoken a lot Love about um, food and gaps and, um, you know, the nutritional component mm -hmm. of health and well-being. And what I'm interested to talk to you about in terms of your view or not even view more so, but your own deep dive inside mm -hmm. of yourself, mm -hmm. you have a very different um, mindset and you've explained why you think the way that you do and the things that have happened to you with the diagnosis that you've had, the autoimmune, all those sorts of things. You've explained that from a very physiological perspective what I'm really interested to understand is when Cindy asked the question, what's the difference that makes the difference? I guess my question is very similar, but from a, from a different perspective. Mm. As a human being, as an individual, as a person, taking away all of the food, all of the nutrition, putting all of that to the side, with what's left, all of your beliefs, all of your thoughts, all of your emotional um, responses put all of that to the side for a moment pop all of that on the chair next to you and with what's left there's a soul there's a there's a a, a creation that's left mm -hmm. that is beyond beliefs that's beyond um, conditioning talk to me about that talk to me about who the you is that's underneath all of that yeah <laughs> um I think I just want to make uh, not in a people-pleasing way but I, I want to inspire happiness I want to make other people happy I want to I want to make other people laugh I it wouldn't nutrition is just the path I've gone down because of what I've been through and just how my interests ha have happened to align but no matter what I I love people and I I want to be happy myself I think more than anything I think we all want to be happy but I really do I want happiness, I want confidence and contentness in who I am and I want to help other people achieve that as well. I think just, and that's been the same from when I was little, I always, I hated seeing other people upset, I wanted to make them smile or laugh again, I um, I hated being upset or in trouble or in a bad mood so I would always have little strategies to pick myself up and that's, yeah, I think no matter what path I was taken down, my purpose has always been to make a, make a difference and to, I don't, yeah, I think, I think I'm meant to be different. Um, and maybe that's again, why, um, you know, the universe has kind of made it that I haven't gone through puberty yet. Cause it makes me look different, which makes me just different, sets me apart anyway. I think, cause sometimes we need people that really stand out, um, because they're the ones that you take notice of. And sometimes that make the difference cause it's a lot easier to notice someone when they're sticking out like a sore thumb than when they're um, in the crowd. Um, How old are you, Rachel? I'm, I'm 18. Nice. 
gorgeous, gorgeous being. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. So, so your whole uh, your, your your driving force is to help people and to help people become happy. I think so. Yeah, it doesn't, and it just yeah. If I can do that through nutrition, because I know that gut brain connection is amazing, but it wouldn't have to be. That's just where it is. But as long as I was making people happy and making a difference, and in doing that, being happy myself, that that's my purpose. Yeah, mm, I believe. Beautiful. I don't know. Only the universe knows, but I'll never find out till I'm dead. So for, for now, that's what I believe. Well, <laughs> all that you can go with is what you feel inside. That's the only frame of reference that any of us have got. You know, we're never going to really know the true purpose of our lives until we do get to the end of our days. Hopefully, who knows? Because by then, no one's come back to tell us the story. Oh, I know, so but <laughs> but all the only frame of reference that we've actually got is is what. <laughs> what lights us up like a Christmas tree and what yeah. makes us feel like we matter and mm. whatever that is in the moment, that, that then that's what's real for the moment, whether it's, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's whatever's no. there in that particular moment. Yeah. So do you think that the way that you think, meaning that you want to make people happy, mm. when you look at the people that are in your age group and that you – look out at do you think that they have that same recognition that they want to make a difference that they want to help people that they want the world to be a better place or do you think that they're not quite there yet um uh no I've definitely got friends that are making a difference um some more than others and I think the ones the others that aren't it's just because they don't realize their potential they are maybe a bit too modest or they just haven't found their niche yet, their exact mm. pathway that's going to launch them into making more of a difference. Um, but I've got like a few friends that they do um, this thing called Antioch, which is like this youth thing with that's kind of connected to the church. And so they always work and do a lot of community stuff. I was in a youth group last year called Raymar, and um, that was like a, a Australia-wide um, Christian kind of um, youth thing. I'm not really that religious, but I went to a Catholic school, so I was in that, and we did volunteer work. So that's inspiring. And then I've got friends at college that have really big dreams about, well, not really big dreams, but they want to help people with nutrition as well. Um, um, Kim, you, well, actually, no, you all know um, beautiful aunt, my friend Amber, um, Mac, Amber Magna. Uh, she's amazing. She's making a huge difference at the moment so there's definitely lots of people out there my age that are do have a similar drive um and then there are so many more people that I see that I went to school with that I know have greater potential and I'm sure that they will realize it but and I can try and tell them as much as possible but it's up to them to believe it and really you know find their passion and find their outlet to make the difference. So, Rachel, what you, you're someone who loves to learn and someone who loves to take time. We're in a very fast-paced society now where we yeah. want the information and sound bites. We want it quick. We want it now. What would be some of your recommendations to all ages of podcasts that you like to read or um, other things that you've come across that have made or had an impact in your learning and ongoing education? What are some of the things you like to do? Uh, I, yeah, I love podcasts. I love having them when I run or just when I walk or and when I'm doing stretches or something. Um, uh, so you guys, I and I'm not, again, I'm not just saying this. I, I love your podcast. I've loved it from the first one I ever listened to. 
last August. Um, and I love a quirky journey. They're my two favorites. Sometimes I'll listen. Um, actually, most weeks I'll listen to the natural nutritionist. I really like that one, obviously, because it's nutrition. And every so often I'll listen to a few of the other wellness couch ones um, when like they I used to be quite a loyal that paleo show and wellness guys listener. Um, and I just kind of now I'll go on and I'll look at what the latest one is and if it's I'm like, oh, I'm a bit interested and I have time, I'll listen to that. Um, but all the wellness couch ones, whatever your personality type is, you'll probably find one and speakers that re- resonate more with you. I guess I love talking. So obviously I love you guys because you just are talking all the time like me. Um, and I just I love Joe and Leah so much. They're so beautiful. Um, so I just and they're doing gaps and everything. So I love theirs. So they're the ones that resonate with me. But I think just podcasts in general, find one that um, has a message that kind of sits right with you and just listen, become a loyal listener and listen to it every week. Um, make, yeah, I, I, I do like reading, but like I said, sometimes I just don't want to read anymore because I'm so read out from like compulsory readings. Um, I do love blogs. I love Quirky Cooking's one I really like. I like one called um, The Detoxinista which is she's from America and she's got a really cool blog. So maybe, maybe check that one out. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me that just inspires is getting in contact with people and having really uplifting conversations, whether that be my friends, my family, people like you, people like Joe, um, you know, beautiful Amber in Melbourne. We talk on the phone at least once a week and are always messaging each other. That's my biggest thing is find, I, oh yeah, this is, this is it. Find your tribe. And it doesn't matter who it is, but find the people that light you up and then make you your best person. And then you'll just, you won't be able to help, but find your purpose because when you feel that good and you feel that love and belonging, that's when you do your best work. I think that a lot of the people that aren't doing their best work, they don't have that love and belonging yet. So it's hard for them to give everything they have when they're not fulfilled. So, well, can I just say? that the fact that you're doing our program at the moment. Sorry, right? yes. Yeah, that, oh. sorry. I learned a lot from that. I just can't believe I forgot that. I, I'm learning so much from that. <laughs> sorry. And I love that tribe. And I'm so excited for graduation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was about to say is that someone like you, even though you're the youngest and you're studying other courses and things like this, what I've admired the most about you and your learning, do you realize you're actually the first person who gets her homework in every single week? You're the one that's at the top of the list. You are obviously quite disciplined and quite driven. What keeps you so organized and how do you create that whole thing and learning and discovering and, and also learning to play and socialize and obviously have your own faith and spiritual growing as well? How do you keep it all together? What's your, what's your secret? Um, I think... Oh, wow, that's a really good question. Uh, I think I've always, even though I'm not a precise type at all, um, every any type of precise behavior I have comes from my precise, peaceful parents. Um, sorry, I've, I just loved that personality module. I'm just, that's all I, I just talk in personalities now. Um, I think that I've always had that driver. It's like, I, I need to get this done. I want to get this done. And I just prioritize things. And I don't, as much as I can, I don't make excuses for myself. And I, like I and I, I think too. I have routines and rituals that I do every day that are non-negotiable for me, and they give me so much energy and stuff that I, I, I just can get packed more into my day, I guess. And I do sometimes. I don't see it as sacrifice, but I won't try to do everything and spread myself really thin and then let people down. Like I'll, like every Tuesday morning, I know 
that I'm I'm going to get my um, HLE module and I'm going to finish it. It what, what used to be I'm going to finish it before um, the afternoon when I have a lecture, and now it's like I'm just going to finish it still on Tuesday and if at the very latest Wednesday because I need to get it done and I want to get it done and I enjoy it. And um, I think too, even with things I don't enjoy, I'm someone that goes, I have a spare two hours now. I'm going to do this assignment right now because it's so boring and I do not want it hanging over my head because I know that I'll get distracted or I'll get into a really good conversation with someone or I'll procrastinate if I leave it to the last minute. So I'm someone that I get things done straight away so that I don't have to worry about them later on. So I'm not forgetting things later on because I do forget things and I do get very distracted. And um, yeah, I think rituals definitely give me energy, like a body boost every day. I go for my run every day and those things, it doesn't matter what's going on, those things happen. And I think I always know I'm going to have my me time throughout the day because I plan it. So then all the other time I can be getting as much done as possible. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, fabulous. And don't forget to go to her Facebook page, Real Soup for the Real Soul as well. It's a beautiful web, uh, Facebook page too. So oh, I, I just want to say on behalf of us three girls just how much we really value, respect, appreciate and admire when younger people are, are so open to learning, so interested in this whole health movement and more than that, taking it another step further into being a leader who is just sharing her journey with absolute heart, conviction and passion. We, we really mm. love it and it's a treasure to know you. Oh, it's an absolute blessing to know you. Thank you so much. <laughs> it has. It's been a beautiful podcast to listen to, Rachel. I think, um, you know, it's very inspiring and you're... Uh, your willingness to be so open and and um, share yourself with with conviction, as Kimmy said, I think is just profound. So, thank you for being on the show with us today. It's been fabulous. Oh, thank you. Is there any closing thing you have that you'd like to say before we sign you off? Uh, just be real, be authentic, and follow your heart. Because if you do that, you will end up in the right place, no matter what. Just be. Be kind and be real. Do not be anyone but yourself, no matter how much pressure is put on you to be someone else, do something else, do what you know and feel is right for you and don't let anyone change that. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you, mm-hmm. my love. No, thank you. So for all of our listeners today, make sure that you go and check out Rachel's Facebook page, Real Soup for the Real Soul. Soul. I'm going to just make sure that I'm onto that right now as we speak. Real Soup for the Real Soul. Go ahead and um, become part of her tribe. Follow Rachel and make sure that you, for, for those of you guys who've got parents listening to the show, get your kids to go and register on her Facebook page as well so that they can start to be inspired about um, some beautiful, fresh ideas and thinking in a different way. Go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat and you can post all of your comments and questions there and also your suggestions. You know, this show is heavily driven by what you guys want us to talk about. So go ahead and post some suggestions there for us. Send us a message. You can also go to allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. Join us here next week on Up for a Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We're going to see you hanging out on the ride. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
not Boston Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.